You're listening to Pointing Pointers, the Point to Point podcast. Good evening, welcome to Pointing Pointers. Uh, James is serving a one-week ban for terrible audio on the last podcast. Uh, Johnny, Mike, let that be a warning to both of you. How the devil are we? Very good. Yeah, all good with me, thanks, buddy. Good. Um, so we have lots of action to review. Too much, you could say. Uh, the, the chaps were all dressed up with nowhere to go last week when I was convinced we'd said we'd do one <laughs> um, this week and not last week. They were already in uh, swapping notes about the show. and uh, much I actually made ready. that up. I wasn't ready. Uh, yeah. Johnny, you're never ready anyway. <laughs> so sorry if any of you were sat by the wireless waiting for a transmission, but we are back and raring to go. Um we have had racing at Wadebridge, Higham, uh, Sheriff Hutton, Annick, Ampton and Buckfastley. And there's loads of racing coming up this weekend. Uh, we've caught up with a couple of trainers. We're going to be speaking to Darren Pierce about his um, Hunter Chase uh, tipping service. So there's there's lots coming up in this show. Uh, clearly, there's too much racing uh, to discuss every race in detail from the weekend. So that have gone past uh, recently, chaps. But um we're going to pick out some highlights, starting, Mike, with Wadebridge. Yeah, Wadebridge was uh, was a good card. Um, entries, runners to entries was was good, even though um, entries was down. But, um, yeah, like I say, entry, runners to entries was good. Um, I'll just pick one one out quickly because I'm going to go on to Buckley in a minute. But um, Singapore Saga was a very impressive winner. Uh, when in the mix open by 10 lengths. So uh, one to keep an eye on anyway, and is entered at Chipley Park this weekend. So Nice. And at the same weekend, uh, we're racing at Ampton. Yeah, I had a look at, uh, at, at what went on at Ampton, and um, it was great to see uh, the Ellis clan. Uh, they had a treble there. Uh, and then you not, I mean, that, that in itself isn't that unusual, I wouldn't think. But uh, the fact that Gina didn't ride any of them, um that all three ridden by young riders um nat natalie irvine uh she rode her first ever double um, the that. first first leg of which um was was fairly comfortable 20 lengths uh on uh, on blazing tom he he's had a hell of a run pointing last year obviously um she she won i think it was three on her on him last year um, and uh, yeah, he's a difficult horse to beat. Um, they they do well with him, uh, and that obviously gets on very well with him as well. Uh, and then the second part of her let second part second leg of her double um, was completed by Fox Valley, who won the novice riders, beating Earls Hill by four lengths. Um, Earls Hill, who had also won, has also won already this year. So um i don't i don't know necessarily how strong the race he won was but uh the winnings form so uh, obviously a decent enough decent enough race um the third leg of the ellis's treble was won by will thilby i think is how you pronounce his name uh he won the maiden on master templar uh now i think um i think will rides really well and uh you know, i'm surprised he doesn't get more outside rides uh, but I think if he carries on riding horses or winners for the likes of the Ellis's, the right people are going to notice. Um, no doubt his phone will start start winning, start ringing, ringing. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, good good weekend for them uh, at Hampton. Uh, and then also, I mean, no shock to anyone, 
to see Will Biddick ride a winner after travelling all the way to Hampton when he needn't. He could have he could have stayed a lot closer. Um, and oh, I've lost it. You mean to yeah. say that you're reading these notes, Johnny? I thought you'd have this all memorised. Uh, most of it is. Huh. But names. names. Oh, yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, uh, it, was the, it was the thought of Will Biddick travelling um, uh, for a winner. That, that threw he had a the, sudden uh, run of, rush of blood, didn't he? Uh, got, yeah, yeah the, heart, the heart started rolling in his eyes like that famous emoji. Yeah. yeah. Carry, carry on. Um, so, yeah, uh, then uh, interesting to see Will Biddick making the... Uh, the trek to Ampton, uh, probably. You've already said that, Johnny. I thought we were cutting that bit. Oh no, no, no! Definitely, we're going to keep it in now. Just no, okay. you just reiterated your your massive love for Will Biddick. You've actually now mentioned him twice. Do you want to? Do you just want to just mention Will Biddick travelling to Ampton again for the third time, and then are we are going to edit this, aren't we? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. The more that you say, can we edit this? The more that we're going to edit it. Anyway, <laughs> so yes. Uh, making a journey to Hampton. I uh, don't think it was any great surprise to see him ride a winner. Um, it might even be his first first ride round there. Somebody's going to tell me. It's just what I'm he wrong. does, Johnny. Will Biddick rides winners. That's just you, what he does. You told me that he wasn't the best male rider in the country. Did I? I mean, your knowledge is poor at best at times, but yeah, that's what you said. I'm just making it up, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Tully's touch. Uh, Won the uh, won the men's open by eight lengths, um, so uh, beat uh, Diplomat Sabola, who were uh, ridden by last year's men's novice champion Ben Sutton. So uh, is that yeah, the um, Alan Hill trained? Alan Hill trained. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay, well, yeah. I mean, so they were also racing at Anik on the ninth, and as you would begin to expect. Um, uh, Tom Ellis had a couple of winners. Um, Kelly Morgan's overworked and underpaid uh, went in again. And uh, Jack Teal, who we spoke to on last week's show, uh, sorry, the, the, the last episode that we did, uh, one of his one, which was which was pleasing for him. And also, uh, it's nice to see some 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 other trainers on the board. Uh, Jessica Mackay uh, trained Dream Over um, to win the Hunt members, uh, and uh, Fiona Needham were with Sign Namine. Uh, in the, in the three mile maiden, so so uh, yeah, some of the usual suspects taking horses and cleaning up, but it's good to see some of the trainers on the scoreboard as well. So the weekend that followed, we were also racing at Highham, Sheriff Hutton, and Buck Fastly. Sheriff Hutton, uh, Kelly Morgan had another double, which was nice. Feel the loon went in again and seems a seriously nice prospect. I feel like I keep banging on about Kelly at the moment, but she has kind she of she is your favorite trainer at the minute. Well, she's kind of taken uh, things by the scruff of the neck, she's come back with a fairly small string, and and they are all running very, very well. Don't have to explain um, yourself to me, Ben. <laughs> this is just bidic payback. Um, so, uh, yeah, Fuel the Loon looks a really nice pro- prospect. Um, went in, again, by a very wide margin. I love the way she does it. She just goes out in front, Alice bounces her out, and she just wins, uh, simple as you like. Um, a couple of Says the man that never rode in a race. Because oh, it is that simple, mean? isn't it? No, but what I mean is it's it's not, there's no tactical cat and mouse. You know, she just bounces it out. She knows she's on the best horse, bobs around and wins. Great. Uh, and there's a couple of jockey trainer combinations in the same race, which is always nice to see. Uh, Charlotte Crane riding and training, show and go to finish second. And Miss Tara Stockwell doing the same to finish third with Mr. Whitmore. Uh, I thought it was good to see. Station Yard creeping back into some form. Um, 
firing in a winner in the three mile maiden um, and a very frustrating second in the Goffs maiden uh, for four, five and six year olds. Poor old James King, friend of the podcast, got unseated and kicked on the way to post. The horse ended up in the plough. Uh, it's a horse they think quite a lot of, uh, Boy de Vez, Boy de la Vez, and um, uh, it still came second. Uh, the race was won by Pedley Wood for, for Tom Ellis again, um, ridden this time by Zach Baker. Um, uh, there's seven races on the Sheriff Hutton card. Uh, four were won by male jockeys, three by female jockeys. Again, proving your theory, Johnny, that we need to just start considering them all to be jockeys full stop. Uh, obviously, there was a men's open and a ladies' open, so you know. And then the um, uh, there's a great finish in the men's open. Um, game is a pheasant. Uh, I love just because of the name um, with uh, with John Dawson riding uh, going down just down by a nose. So yeah, good racing at Sheriff. What did you notice at Book Fastly, Mike? Yeah, it was a poignant day for young Freddie Ginger, um, who enjoyed his first success on only his second ride winning the veteran horse conditions race by 20 lengths. Board Molyneux, who was trained by his granddad, Colin Tizard. Oh, okay. Uh, both Colin, yeah, both Colin and Joe were um, there to support him. And obviously, oh, uh, Freddie lost his mum there, sadly, um, a couple of summers ago. Uh, so, yeah, it was a very emotional day for everyone that was there, really. But um, he'll be having plenty more success in the near future. Um, also, Darren Andrews landed the four, five, and six-year-old maiden aboard his own star, which was his 50th career point-to-point success. Um, He's flying along, isn't he? Yeah, flying I mentioned along. him previously that mm. he um, that he rode his 50th career winner um, uh, earlier in in this series, but um, that was with un- with wins under rules as well. But that was his 50th yeah, yeah. point-to-points. Um, also, Will Biddick, me and Johnny's crush, rode a double with success in the We're seven year old. We're never going to be able to get him on the show, you know, it's just really awkward. Mike and I talk absolutes. You talk if puts and maybes. That's what I'm saying. Also, <laughs> um, yeah, and also the intermediate with famous Claremont, who was very impressive. One with his ears pricked on very testing ground um, for, for Chris Barber. So, I'd expect he'd be for sale if not sold already. So um, he's one to follow as well. Um, obviously an older maiden, but um, one that's very talented nonetheless. Um, one that I'd take from the meet in is Summer Lee's. Ran well, just made a few jumping errors going round, but um, got tired at the end to finish second. But uh, I can see him winning his maiden, winning her maiden before um, not too long. Um Johnny, give us your summary, your highlights, your review, your your pick of the racing at higher, if you would. Okay, Can we still so have I, two coffees just before recording? Is that obvious? I wish I'd had them listening to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so Hyam was fairly well dominated by uh, Bradley Gibbs and Alex Chadwick. Uh, Alex having a, a treble on the day. Um, so fair play to him, great effort. Um, and Bradley Gibbs having a double. Uh, Fear Jaguan, I think is how you pronounce it, was a horse that we talked about a bit last season. Yeah. Um, I actually watched him win his, finally win his maiden at Dingley towards the end of the year. Um, he sort of won a maiden at Chadsley. Uh, Brad went the wrong side of a, of a marker, so got disqualified. Um, he then got beat, uh, but won. 
uh, one towards the end of the season. He's uh, he's off to a flying start this season, two from two. Um, so I, I think he's a, he's a nice horse to, to watch out for, to be honest. Whether he'll be a superstar probably remains to be seen. But um, yeah, he, he looks a really good fun horse. And I think the sport needs as many fun horses as they do world beaters. Um, so yeah, good to see that win again. Um, and actually the maiden horse that he won on as well, um, who the man, I think is, yeah, who the man, uh, he beat a uh, horse of uh, Alan and Norney's named some boy McCoy. And they, uh, interested, they called 40 lengths clear of the third horse. Okay. So, uh, and uh, I think the winning, the winning distance was officially sort of like a length and a quarter and, and 40 lengths. So, um, some boy McCoy hasn't had a lot of racing um, for his age, and I would, I would expect that the Hills would, will soon have his nose in front. Uh, but the, uh, the, the the main thing I wanted to sort of highlight from the meeting is, is again, Nick Pierce. I know we talk, talked about him uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, but he, you know, what he does for, for young riders and helping them get going is unbelievable. It's, um, you know, it's easy to, well, it's not easy to get the, 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 the top lads. Um, and, you know, you're putting training horses, putting a lot of hard work into them for young and experienced riders who probably more likely to make the errors. Uh, not saying that the, the top lads don't make errors as well, but um, yeah, Azuri uh, jumped out and um, gave Heidi Palin uh, a 20 length winner of the novice riders. Um, I mean, Azuri was a really good horse when he was trained by Dan Skelton. Um, I remember quite a good amateur Sam Davis Thomas riding him, and I think he was it was quite a big price. I think he was four to eleven or something. Um, managed to get him beat in a three runner race. So um, four you know, to eleven, fair, aren't fair play to Heidi for not hindering the horse as much as as there's uh, some of the more successful uh, jockeys. You never miss an opportunity for a dig on a pal, do you, pal? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a dig. I mean, that's a, that's again, it's an absolute. It's a, it's a fact. It's in the it's in the racing post app, all for it for the whole world to see. We only deal in facts on this show, Johnny. You should know that. Absolutely. Uh, um, so yeah, and you know, I, I, I keep banging on about this, but I, th- I think it is really good of Nick to put all the hard work in um, to and, and get these these guys going. Yeah, it gives them absolutely. a real good head start. And Nick Nick could ride a bit, so. Um, you know, he, he can offer a bit of advice from the sidelines. It's so important to keep um, to keep young riders coming through, isn't it? Because uh, no. we need we need them to, to you know, it's it's, it's sort of uh, goes hand in hand with getting new horses through. And um, yeah, it's and you look what some of the young riders, the novice riders, are doing at the minute that have gone on to do better things. Um, I am sort of singling out at the minute um, Jack Andrews, but he again has had another winner today um and it, that's not going to stop um, and another, but another, he's, he's another had such a good ground well with them um, half a piece as well for pan yeah. slice he's, he's firing the mid isn't he we knew he would we knew he would. yeah but i think we all know his talent um and his work ethic but he, you've still got to go and do it and mm. yeah he does doesn't seem to phase him does it so earlier on, I caught up with Charlie Post from Station Yard. Uh, it's been a while since we've had him on, so I thought I'd catch up and see how things were going. Charlie, how's it going? 
All good, Ben. Yeah, it's in a like exciting time of year of it, you know, start of a new a new year, etc. And these three year olds have just turned four, and looking forward to getting a few of them out in the in the not too distant future. You must be sat there on Christmas Day and and longing for New uh, the January the first to come round and all your lovely three year olds to turn four and get running with them. And uh, you've got the ground now to start start making some inroads. Yeah, without doubt, mate. As in, like, like you don't want to wish your life away, but th- there's no doubt when when you're training these these young horses, it 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 is exciting once you get to the new year and you think it's a uh, for better or worse, you're not that far away now from learning your fate. And and like you say, um, the, the, I mean, it, 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 we're we're never happy in in Britain, are we? With the weather. I mean, for a long time, you're, you're sort of wanting rain and. Then we had a lot of rain, and the ground became sort of very holding and dead everywhere. And and yeah, we seem to have some dry some dry weather forecasts. And, and I do think for these young horses, when they're still so so weak, nine times out of ten, a bit of nice ground is always beneficial to them. So yeah, mm. fingers crossed we can see that happening in in, in the weeks ahead. Absolutely. Uh, we discussed it earlier. He had a slightly frustrating result on Sunday, just gone, um, coming second in the maiden, which perhaps you might have won if your horse hadn't galloped around the ploughed field beforehand. But he looks a real smart prospect. You must be excited. Yeah, I mean, look, like it's like anything. There's no, I don't want to be a sore loser and take nothing away from the, from the winner, Regina and Tom's. So hopefully, he's a very nice horse as well. And yeah, then seems we just discussed off air, you know, is that what's really going to change the British scene is depth of competition in these races and, and the second and thirds having the potential to go on and become good rules performers as well and, and that's what's really going to hopefully bring prices that not are going to gain parity with their Irish counterparts but certainly go some way towards being up there and which will make it a, a even more attractive for British consigners to buy more expensive stores to do this with but yeah I mean we went up there genuinely I, 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 I thought I'm not going to say I thought he was a certainty, but I, I, I genuinely thought that he would go and win and win impressively. And yeah, you, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I, I, you know, the worst thing is that it's a funny story. I went to Sheriff Hutton and I, I don't know why, but there was a lady on the gate that actually turns out was Cherry Coward. But I, I've never actually been introduced to Cherry before. And, <laughs> and they'd had loads of people in the middle of the track on in the maiden before the old horse maiden and so she was trying to stop people from walking across the track and of course I was slightly keyed up because the four year old had gone down he was a bit tense in the paddock and she's trying to stop me from going across the, the, the track and we're having a little bit of a disagreement being honest <laughs> and then I was like do you know what you can speak to the stewards I don't care I'm going over into the middle to watch my horse run and I turn round and I completely miss what happened the next thing I know he's taking off down the track and <laughs> oh, yeah hindsight's a, hindsight's a wonderful thing <laughs> But actually, someone sent me the video through of him galloping across the plough, and I didn't think he'd done that much initially. But probably on reflection, it wasn't ideal. But then the race itself was a sort of a horror comedy show. <laughs> Two fell at the first. We've ended up having to make the run in. We nearly refused at the third. Then Alice, Alice on another horse got brought to a standstill by the loose horses. And I don't know, on a horse with bags of toe, we, we've ended up sat upsides and he looked for all the world like he was going to win impressively from the back of two out and all of a sudden the petrol gauge I don't know if there's a petrol gauge I'm getting lonely going to the last and Zach Baker had kept chipping away on, on the winner and he came with a rattle and, and yeah he beat us so there mm. we go but look I, I still don't think it takes anything away from our horse and, and we'll, we'll, if someone wants to come along and buy him privately he's for sale Otherwise, we're going to drive on and run him again because we think he's a lovely horse and, and, and I'm sure he's got better days ahead of him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure the first and second in that race will uh, 
go on to great things. And so you've uh, now now that we have got the good ground, we're sort of expecting to see um, you start uh, firing quite a lot of ammunition at these um, maidens. And of course, you've got some lovely horses for the uh, the other races as well. But um, uh, you expect to see a lot more coming out of Station Yard in the next few weeks. Yeah, without doubt, Ben. You know, as in, um, like we, we've a, we've a couple that we had earmarked early. Boyd Levis that just got beat the weekend, and, and then we run a horse by Dink, which is the sire that Dan Skelton is standing yeah. at his yard called Topwood Borrelia. He runs at Cockerbarra on Sunday in the two and a half mile maiden. He's a horse that's always shown plenty of toe. He wouldn't be quite as big and imposing a model as Boyd Levis, and we always earmarked him up to be an early New Year four year old and. and Fingers crossed that he can. We can get a bit of luck on Sunday, and, and he can get his rolling with the four-year-olds in the new year. Nice, perfect. Well, thanks for your time, Charlie. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon, no doubt, and hopefully see you on course. Cheers, Ben. Before we start any uh, inter-trainer warfare, uh, Charlie was keen to stress after that phone call that I had with him that um, him and Sherry Coward did apologise to each other and uh, make up and uh, are friends again following that incident. Um, so uh, that's good to hear. So, Mike, let's talk talking points. JPEG. Talking points, yeah. JPEG. 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 The <laughs> Mallory. Doesn't matter what he's called. Um, yeah, rolling back the years uh, to win at Wing Canton at the big old price of 40 to 1 there um, at the earlier stages of this month, winning by six and a half lengths. Um, 13 years old now. I think I remember him, funnily enough, winning a competitive um, open at Buckfast Lee, if I remember correctly. So, uh, Jamie Thomas on board. Yeah, seems like he. Uh, it seemed like he was around for years in the pointing field, let alone now to be still running at 13 under all. So um, now for Anthony Honeyball, so and um, uh, formerly with Richard Bullocott pointing. So, um, yeah, he's uh, what a horse. Yeah, it seemed bottomless going that day and he did it really nicely. It's nice to see, isn't it? Everyone loves a veteran, don't they? Everyone loves a veteran storming storming to victory. Just something so well. Yeah, and definitely. And it just shows for like, as well, people that are against it, well, you know, 13 years old, still loving it. You know, you could just see he's absolutely loving it, wasn't he? And to still be wanting to do it at 13 after he's raced for several miles, isn't he? So, uh, yeah, it's just nice to see them still wanting to do it at that age and still having the will to win. I think it proves why there's a need for the veteran finals under rules and the ROR, ROR sort of series in point to points. Yeah, definitely. Just because their legs aren't as quick as they were doesn't mean that they're not enjoying it. Or, well, in J- J- JPEX, JPEX case, seems to be just as quick as they were. He left some good horses in his wake as well. Mm. Um, so, um, slightly awkward timing. We record this on a Wednesday, edit it on a Thursday, and it comes out on a Friday. So, by the time this is out, you'll know the result from the Hunter Chase, which is happening at Ludlow tomorrow afternoon. Um, so we we can't preview that well we can but there's no point uh, I've got a strong suspicion uh, that a horse that's been pulled up uh, unseated and then pulled up last time out will go well in the, in uh, in in the race but there's no point in uh, speculating any further however um, you may remember we've had Darren Pierce on the show who is the ipso facto hunter chase guru in the land Um and he's going to come back on actually uh, um, in a few weeks' time. Um, but Darren is 
this season offering a, a subscription service, I believe it's £65, um, for basically a preview and a betting selection or selections in every single hunt chase of the season. So um, I asked Darren to send me a little note to explain what's going on, and here it is. This season, for my Hunter Chase previews, I've decided to make it a subscription-based service, which I have done in the past before being free for the previous three seasons. The main reason for doing so is the price will hopefully hold up, as I I was often finding that the price would go quite quickly on my selection. I've been posting my Hunter Chase tips either for free or paid for over 10 years now, and have always made a profit with the selections. However, my previews are very in-depth, and that always allows people to take what I say and use it as they please. So as much as I hope to make a profit with my tips, I think the previews offer something different on an area of racing where the racing press don't really focus on. I also review every race as well, as I think that side of things is just as important and can help pinpoint future bets. Last season, sadly, we lost the Fontwell Hunter Chase night, and I doubt it will be coming back, so I'm expecting somewhere between 70 and 80 races for the season, depending on abandonments. I'm going to charge £65 for the season, so we're looking at just under a pound per race. It can be paid via PayPal to Darren Pierce, which is uh, spelt D-A-R-R-A-N-P-E-A-R-C-E, at hotmail.co.uk. And if you have any further questions, don't hesitate to ask. I will still be putting some stuff up for free on the Punters Lounge forums, where my previews have been in the past. And that includes my road to the Cheltenham Festival Hunter Chase thread, which I started doing a couple of years ago to keep everyone updated on the latest regarding a race at the festival, which none of the Cheltenham podcast slash articles talk about. Any questions, don't be afraid to send me an email or message me on Twitter. My handle is at Darren Pierce. And here's to another exciting and hopefully profitable Hunter Chase season. So, lads, on a similar note, there's been some pointers winning under rules that uh, have started in pointing and then gone on to do the business uh, in, in the major league, shall we say. Uh, who wants to talk about Omar Moretti? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll mention it since none of you lot meant, uh, noticed it yesterday. Um, <laughs> I mean, you give it that oh, we love racing, but you don't really, you don't really follow it, do you? Sort of the limelight for you, Ben. Just, just got to do a bit of work sometimes, Johnny. Yeah, uh, my phone never notices how much work you're doing when it's going off 150 times a day. But yeah. uh, anyway, yes, Omar Moretti, um, yeah, he's made it three from four since joining Alex Hales' team. Um, now uh, he won his maiden restricted with Dale Peters. Um, I think most people. Everybody who knows a little bit about points pointing will have heard of Dale. They know his setup's fairly fairly professional and how he does things. Um, but it's just great, you know, that it's just more English pointers that are going on and winning. And this one's three from four. Um, look, people are always going to buy Irish pointers because they produce big results, don't they? But um, they don't have to be Irish winning maidens to be able to do it. So, uh, yeah, no, well done, Dale and, and uh, Alex Hales and, and the team. Alex Hales is a really good trainer, actually. I rate him. He just quietly tips along and gets decent resources with re- resources. He'll <laughs> no doubt put that on his CV that you like him. Yeah, might be the might. Yeah, he might retire tomorrow, to be honest. Put the put the curse on him. Um, so um, you'll be excited to know, lads, there's a new feature. Uh, it could last one week, two weeks. Who knows? Uh, great horse names 
Uh, <laughs> I, I just saw a horse entered at Larkill this weekend called Hill Stop at the Top. I thought, isn't that brilliant? <laughs> Johnny, anyone who's ridden a bit on the gallops or, uh, or um, you know, had anything to do with racehorses, it's quite a funny name, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, <laughs> so off the top of my head, I remember when I used to work for John Jay, they, they had a stage of some really, really good, um, good names, sort of uh, keep it secret. I quite like that. Very appropriate. Um, yeah, they, they had a few really good ones. But nearly every week at the moment, I'm reading through the entries and there's always one that stands out. So, uh, no, but he'll stop at the top, made me laugh. My sort of biggest fear on a horse is being bolted with. I hate it. And uh, someone always says to me, a friend of mine always says, they can't they can't breed one that lasts longer than three miles bolting, Ben. So if you've only got to stay on for three miles, you'll be all right. But he'll stop at the top, conjures up a great image, doesn't it? Uh, so uh, what's coming up this weekend? We... We've toyed with we've we're previewing a lot of these races, and it's so difficult when you, you're looking and you see horses double entered on the same card and uh, sort of double entered at different meetings. We don't want to waste a lot of time going through uh, potential outcomes of races when we just don't know the final field. So uh, we are somewhat swerving that. Um, but um, just Johnny, I thought it'd be worthwhile giving people uh, who will be listening a, uh, a, a a ground update from around the country. Um, yeah, Lark Hill currently uh, good going. Uh, that was today. Um, all the fences and the bends have been moved onto fresh ground with a really good covering of grass. So uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that is what it says it is. Uh, they normally get good racing there, so uh, worth a watch if you're in the area. Um, Cockleborough going uh, still good, good to soft in places. Friars home. Friars half. Friars half. I, also yeah. now good good soft in places well done ben uh and chippy park god oh, mike what's guess happening? what guess what well what ben it's good soft soft in places yeah anyone that's been to chipley in recent years would uh we're not so sure on a good ground as <laughs> it could be a fair test there can't it yeah um i'll be nine pairs of goggles required yeah i'll be looking to see where my towing eye is prior to setting off on Sunday morning. <laughs> are, are, you, um, are you suggesting, Mike, that the, the going description may be, well, to be fair to them, the last going was given on the 14th of January. So um, I suppose we'll see an update soon, which may read... Good heavy, ground all round, I'd say. Heavy, yeah, this is what's right in places. Um, no, uh, they I'm do sure do a very nice co- nice job on the course. Yeah, though. don't try and backtrack now, Johnny. The damage is they done. do do a nice job, and the fences are well presented. But I've never, I rode Did you have a school run there afterwards, Johnny? Well, didn't want to race around there, let alone <laughs> school run there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, long then. way, it was always really wet. I never rode a winner there. I, I valeted around there, well, tried to anyway, but um, you valeted but, uh, around there. Uh, which, fence did you, which fence did you set up <laughs> and uh, yeah it wasn't the greatest place to uh, do that for the first time plenty of mud about were you giving out the goggles at the fifth fence <laughs> anyone need some new goggles replaceable goggles <laughs> new pants for Johnny I'd say oh, mate honestly no I, quite, I didn't mind riding around there because it was always wet so it went slowly yeah nice and slow yeah no it was uh, it's a nice course it's just very wet there but it will suit some yeah, it's always wet around that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what can you do? It's decent. You can see enough there, can't you? Yeah, exactly. 
So um, before we go, just want to introduce uh, another new feature after the uh, after the very exciting great horse names from earlier on in the show. Um, listeners' questions. So uh, following the lead, perhaps from some under rules podcasts, we really want to start getting questions in from our loyal listeners. Uh, any and nothing's off limits. Um, whether they're about Johnny's illustrious career in the saddle, uh, James's breeding operation, or much more interestingly, point pointing uh, currently, uh, nothing's off limits. Um, any questions at all about anything, we'd love to tackle some on the next episode. So yeah, DM us, uh, come at us on Twitter, anything you like, and um, we'll uh, we'll be really pleased to answer them. So lads, before we go, is there any other business that we need to take care of? Uh, yeah, uh, just think it's, um, uh, wanted to mention about Jerry McGrath uh, being forced to retire. Um, mm. Really sad. He he started off riding pointing. Um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it was when Tom Lacey first started his fairly serious and successful operation. Um, Jerry obviously moved on to bigger and better things. Read a couple of um, festival winners, uh, Beware, Beware the Bear and Un Artiste. Uh, winning the Fred Winter and the Ultima, uh, not in that order. Uh, and yeah, he's unfortunately had to retire due to the fall that he's that he had in an all-weather bumper. Uh, I, I think probably ultimately he's lucky, isn't he? Because it could have been a lot worse. Um, but it is a shame. You know, he he he, um, he rode some big winners uh, on the on the big days. Uh, so you know, he's had a good career. But uh, look, he's. Not going out how he'd like to, but he is walking away from the sport. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to concentrate on, uh, I think he's still going to do a bit for Nicky uh, behind the scenes. And uh, I think the intention is to start up a bit of a bloodstock business. So, yeah, wish him well. Certainly, yeah, all the best from all of us. Um, anything else, Mike? No, that's said all I want to say. Good stuff. Well, uh Thanks a lot for listening. This has been Pointing Pointers. That's nice to speak to you, and we'll see you all next time. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers, guys.